What a crazy Holy Week. In addition to the absence of a public Mass in almost the whole world, including the Vatican, the Pope launched another Vatican commission to study women deacons. Vatican News ran an article praising the beneficial effects for the planet of coronavirus and revised the Mass against plague to remove references to God's wrath. You're going to want to stay tuned. Just before we begin, I wanted to wish you all and all your loved ones a happy and holy Easter. As we celebrate together the resurrection of the Lord, even in the midst of our hardship, we have hope in his triumph over sin and death. Also, thank you to all those of you who have helped us to provide this show by supporting LifeSite News with your generous donations at give.lifesitenews.com. And finally, if you haven't already done so, please remember to like this video and to subscribe to this channel by clicking on the subscribe button below this video and the bell that comes up after that so you can be informed of all new episodes when they're released. So let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You might think that almost all of the Catholic churches of the world locked tight at this most sacred time of the year with no public Easter celebrations, even at the Vatican, with donations from the church in freefall, and with much of the world in fear and dread, the Pope would concentrate on calling the world to repentance to appease the just anger of God. But, of course, you'd be way off base. In fact, what did happen was quite the opposite. The Vatican put out a new Mass last week, changing the original Mass for times of pestilence to remove mention of God's wrath. As LifeSite reported, the Congregation of Divine Worship, invoking the authority delegated to it by Pope Francis, has issued a text for a special votive Mass for pandemics that departs from ancient liturgical tradition by omitting any reference to divine wrath and chastisement for sins. The new Mass in Time of Pandemic was issued in response to popular requests during the current COVID-19 crisis. And unlike the traditional Latin Mass, which includes a votive Mass for the deliverance from death in time of pestilence, the new Mass in Time of Pandemic seeks the mercy of God, asking for various forms of aid for those who are suffering from illness, those who have already died, their families, medical staff, and government officials. The traditional Mass for deliverance from death in times of pestilence also asks for God's mercy and aid, but in addition asks for the pardon for sins and speaks of the scourge of thy wrath. Speaking thy, speaking of course to the Lord. The differences between the two are striking. The entrance hymn of the traditional Latin Mass, last issued in 1962, implores God, and I quote, to be mindful of thy covenant and to say to the destroying angel, now hold thy hand and let not the land be made desolate, and destroy not every living soul." End quote. However, the new version gives a brief entrance antiphon that merely states, Truly the Lord has borne our infirmities and has carried our sin sorrows. End quote. The special collect or the opening prayer of the traditional version states, quote, O God, who does not want the death of the sinner, but that he should repent, Welcome with pardon thy people's return to thee, and so long as they are faithful in thy service, do thou in thy clemency withdraw the scourge of thy wrath through our Lord Jesus Christ thy Son. 
The new version's collect instead asks for help, but without reference to sin or punishment. And while all the world is distracted with the coronavirus, the liberal agenda being played out in the Vatican has not slowed down one bit. During Holy Week, Pope Francis appointed another commission to look into the possibility of women's ordination as deacons. On April 8th, the Vatican released a memo stating that the pontiff had decided, during a recent audience granted to His Eminence Cardinal Louis Ladaria, Prefect of the Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith, to appoint a new commission on the study of the female diaconate. Unbelievable. But beyond that, LifeSite reported April 2nd that Pope Francis, in a surprise move, dropped the historic and essential title Vicar of Christ from the 2020 Pontifical Yearbook, the Holy See's annual directory, relegating the title to a footnote, calling it a historical title. While previous yearbooks listed the title Vicar of Christ and the name of the reigning pope under that title, this year's annual directory simply lists the name Jorge Mario Mario Bergoglio, the name of the man who became Pope Francis in 2013, the title Vicar of Jesus Christ stems from the Holy Scripture where Jesus granted St. Peter the power of keys in the Church. Former papal nuncio Archbishop Carla Maria Vigano reacted to this um, deletion of Vicar of Christ, or at least hiding of it, saying in a statement sent to LifeSite that the dropping of the Pope Fra- uh, of Pope Francis's essential title, Vicar of Christ, from the 2020 Pontifical Yearbook is an act that appears to officially alter the papacy, he said, such that the Pope, quote, no longer recognizes himself as guardian, end quote. Archbishop Vigano added, and I quote, This change in the layout and content of an official text of the Catholic Church cannot be ignored, nor is it possible to attribute it to a gesture of humility on the part of Francis, which is not in keeping with his name being so prominently featured, end quote. Instead, says Archbishop Vigano, it seems possible to see in it the admission passed over in silence of a sort of usurpation, whereby it is not the servant of the servants of God who reigns, but the person of Jorge Mario Bergoglio, who has officially disavowed being the Vicar of Christ, the successor of the Prince of the Apostles and the Supreme Pontiff, as if they were annoying trappings of the past, only mere historical titles, end quote. The Pope also last week approved a new bishop's body to make for a regional church with an Amazonian faith. Cardinal Jomez announced a new pan-Amazonian Episcopal body that was based on recommendations in the Amazon Synod's final document. This is another proof that Pope Francis did not abrogate or censor the Synod's controversial final document when publishing his post-Synodal exhortation, Carita Amazonia. And if you want an indication of what this new body of bishops will be up to, well, here's the quote from the Synod's final document that references this. And I quote, We propose the creation of a bishop's organism that promotes synodality among the churches of the region, helps to express the Amazonian face of this church, and continues the task of finding new paths for the evangelizing mission, especially incorporating the proposal of integral ecology. End quote. Well, speaking of the Vatican's take on ecology, we got a very revealing glimpse into that last week, too, as Vatican News 
unbelievably published an article by a Jesuit priest that looked at the coronavirus positively because it had environmental benefits. At LifeSite, you'll read that Vatican News, the Holy See's official news service, published the article calling the deadly coronavirus an ally of planet Earth. The article, written by Jesuit priest Father Benedict Mayaki, was entitled, quote, Coronavirus, Earth's Unlikely Ally. And the secondary headline read, quote, The changes in human behavior due to the COVID-19 crisis pandemic are yielding unintended benefits to the planet, end quote. The author, the priest, actually made no references to the tens of thousands of deaths attributed to the virus, except to say that the pandemic is a global health concern. However, there is a bright side, wrote Mayaki. He said, Earth is healing itself as a result of the reduction in human activity. He said, quote, In Italy, fish have returned to the canals in Venice. Less tourism and water transport have allowed the murky waters to settle. He wrote, I quote again, Migratory birds, including swans, have been sighted gliding through the city's waterways. He also added, quote, The global reduction in air, land, and sea travel is yielding benefits for the planet by reducing carbon emissions, he said. Well, after much criticism, the Vatican actually pulled the article but it was still up there. And if you want to see the whole article, we, of course, saved it at LifeSite so you can have a look. The news article's statements follow, actually, Pope Francis's own statements along this very line. In my show on October 31st, assessing the Pope's responsibility in the chastisement of coronavirus, I spoke of the Pope saying that coronavirus was not God's punishment, but nature was having a fit because we failed to take care of the environment. Since then, several cardinals and bishops have condemned such an approach, but the Pope last week doubled down on that very notion. He told the tablet in an interview that, quote, We did not respond to the partial catastrophes. Who now speaks of the fires in Australia or remembers the 18 months ago a boat could, not, could cross the North Pole because the glaciers had melted? Who speaks now of the floods? End quote, the Pope said. And he added this, quote, I don't know if these are the revenge of nature, but they are certainly nature's responses, end quote. That was Pope Francis saying again, doubling down on this notion that coronavirus is sort of nature's response to our not caring for the planet. Unbelievable. Well, at least some people get it. LifeSite reported last week that German Cardinal Paul Joseph Cordes has joined the growing number of Catholic leaders looking at the coronavirus pandemic as a chastisement. And I quote, God's word also clearly states that life contrary to God can lead to illness, wrote Cardinal Cordes, who, by the way, is the former president of the Pontifical Council Cor Unum. Now, he said that reliable exegetes or studiers of the Word of God state that, quote, sickness is the wages of sin. And among other biblical passages, Cordes pointed to the story of the paralytic in the Gospel of Mark, which he said, quote, makes the link between illness and sin irrefutable, end quote. Also at LifeSite, you can read that heroic Bishop Athanasius Schneider called the coronavirus pandemic a divine, and I quote, a divine intervention to chastise and purify the sinful world and also the church, end quote. Interestingly, Bishop Schneider singled out the Pope's allowance of the Pachamama idolatry and communion in the hand as drawing down God's justice. He quoted from the book of Revelation first. He said, and I quote, quoting from the Bible, I have a few things against you. 
You have some there who hold the teaching that they might eat food sacrificed to idols and practice sexual immorality. Therefore repent, if not I will come to you soon and will and war against them with the sword of my mouth. End quote. And Schneider commenting on that portion of scripture said, I am convinced that Christ would repeat the same words to Pope Francis and to the other bishops who allowed the idolatrous veneration of the Pachamama and who implicitly approved sexual relationships outside a valid marriage by allowing the so-called divorced and remarried who are sexually active to receive Holy Communion, end quote. Bishop Schneider also referenced receiving Holy Communion in the hand which, of course, was a practice that was adopted locally first and widespread under Paul VI about 50 years ago. But Bishop Schneider said, in reference to communion in the hand, he said, it is, quote, led to an unintentional and, in and intentional desecration of the Eucharist bo Eucharistic body of Christ on an unprecedented scale. He added, for over 50 years, the body of Christ has been mostly unintentionally trampled by the feet of clergy and laity in Catholic churches around the world. The stealing of, the, of sacred hosts has also been increasing at an alarming rate, he said. According to Bishop Snyder, taking the Eucharist, quote, directly with one's own hands and fingers resembles evermore the gesture of taking common food, end quote. For many people, he said, this practice led to a weakened faith in the real presence. He said, and I quote, The Eucharistic presence of Christ has over time unconsciously become, for, those, for these faithful, a kind of holy bread or symbol, end quote. The current situation wherein, uh, where in many parts of the world no public masses are said and Holy Communion cannot be received by the faithful, said uh, Bishop Schneider, could be understood by the Pope and bishops as a divine rebuke for the past 50 years of Eucharistic desecrations and trivializations, and at the same time as a merciful appeal for an authentic Eucharistic conversion of the entire Church, end quote. And it's more than just those few cardinals and bishops, however. People generally, that is the public, can see what's happening. A new poll we covered at LifeSite last week has found that almost half of Americans see the coronavirus pandemic as a wake-up call from God and to turn back to the faith. One-third of it actually see it as the last days as foretold in the Bible, according to a national poll. Moreover, Christians and non-Christians alike are turning to the Bible and religion as the crisis continues, the study found. And if that's not enough, Famed wrestler and movie star Hulk Hogan encouraged his 2.2 million Twitter followers to do penance. Believe it or not, if it's like the if it's like our Lord's thing when he entered into the city of Jerusalem, if the people wouldn't shout Hosanna, then the rocks themselves would shout. Well, in this case, it's Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, not quite a rock star, but definitely a movie star and television star, calling people to repentance. It's unbelievable. LifeSite reported that Hogan called the coronavirus, and I quote, one of the most powerful gifts to our human race. As powerful as it gets here on earth, thank you God, he said. He added an image of Second Chronicles 7, 13 to 14 to the tweet. That Bible verse reads thus, Whenever I hold back the rain or send locusts to eat up the crops or send an epidemic on my people, if they pray to me and repent and turn away from the evil they have been doing, that I will hear them in heaven, forgive their sins, and make their land prosperous again, end quote. 
The famous wrestler reiterated the call to penance later in the week, saying, Word up, you can handle the truth, my brother. In three short months, the message reads, uh, that's the message of Hulk Hogan reads, in three short months, just as he, with a capital H, he did with the plagues of Egypt, God has taken away everything we worship. God said, you want to worship athletes? I will shut down the stadiums. You want to worship musicians? I will shut down civic centers. You want to worship actors? I will shut down theaters. You want to worship money? I will shut down the economy and collapse the stock market. You don't want to go to church and worship me? Well, I will make it where you can't go to church. He says, this is Hulk Hogan quoting from Hulk Hogan, the famous wrestler. If my people who are called by my name, and of course he's quoting the scripture there, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and will heal their land. End quote. Hulk Hogan concludes, maybe we don't need a vaccine. Maybe we need to take this time of isolation from the distractions of the world and have a personal revival where we focus on the only thing in the world that really matters, Jesus. As good as that news was, the best news of Holy Week that corresponds well to the greatest feast of the Church is the acquittal of His Eminence Cardinal George Pell after his unjust imprisonment of more than a year. In a type of resurrection for Cardinal Pell, the High Court of Australia acquitted the Cardinal of his convictions of historic child sexual abuse and released him from prison in a unanimous decision by the court's seven justices. Pell, who is now 78, has been in prison since February 2019. The charges had hinged on the uncorroborated testimony of one person. The decision announced Tuesday morning, Australia time, brings a definitive end to the legal saga of the past several years. There will be no further retrials or appeals. Pell is a free man, praise God. And what was the first thing the Cardinal said about his freedom? And I love this. In an interview with Catholic News Agency, he said, quote, What I am really looking forward to is celebrating a private Mass. It's been a very long time, so that is a great blessing. Cardinal Pell added, Prayer has been the great source of strength to me throughout these times, including prayers of others. He said, I am incredibly grateful to all those people who have prayed for me and helped me during this really challenging time. End quote. And that, my dear friends, is our recipe in our imprisonment too. As we live out this Easter time locked in our homes, let prayer be our great source of strength and with longing hearts have our first wish upon our release be able to participate in the holy sacrifice of the Mass and receive our risen Savior in Holy Communion. And so from all of us here at LifeSite News, I wish you and your families a happy and holy Easter. God bless you, and I'll see you next time. Hello, this is John Henry Weston. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to the John Henry Weston Show YouTube channel if you haven't already done so. There you will find all the past episodes and much more. Thanks again for watching, and may God bless you.